0: The future of photography.
1: Hey Chris, how you doing, mate? I'm doing really good today. Good. I'm glad to hear. It. I'm glad to hear it because I've got something to to challenge our thinking today. Oh. Um, and uh, if we, you know, no, no, none of this just discussing things. We've got to come out with strong opinions. We've got to make some judgments, and we're and uh, we're going to have to stand by them as the internet judges us.
0: <laughs> and and do a lot of speculation here.
1: Well, that's what we do, isn't it? That's what we do. That's the joy of looking to the future, isn't it? It's, it's you know, the only. The, it's the only thing you've got to watch out is not be too precious when you're wrong all the time. But, I can. I yeah. can
0: only. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm dreading the moment when, in several years, the, the people are going to bring back our old episodes. But you said. But you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The, it's it. It, uh, it always scares me when that happens. Uh, okay. Over on the, the Sunny Sixteen podcast, uh, my film photography podcast, we we get listeners who who contact us and say, "I'm working my way through from show number one." <laughs> <laughs> you changed your opinion? How dare you? <laughs> no, to be fair, most that well, no, not most of them. All of them have been have been very kind about it. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, when I listen back to those early shows, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, dear. But uh, the, and those, those are long shows as well. You know, it's not like a nice little neat package like a Future of Photography podcast. Sunny 16 is usually an hour and a half every week. So there's like <laughs> a know. lot of back catalogue to <laughs> listen to. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that is not the point of today's show. The point of t- So um, uh, I'm going to set the scene for you. Then, then, then I'll set the question for us to answer today. Of course. Um, a while back, uh, early this year, early in 2018, um, Hasselblad announced a new camera. Uh, okay, yeah, this is this. As, as they do occasionally. Um, uh, and uh, I, I believe it's called the H6D multi shot. But the reason I'm mentioning it is that it's got 400 megapixels 400. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's 10 times or n- nearly 10 times some of the highest resolution pro level DSLRs of today. Um, it is so- massive, yeah. It's massive, and it's and of course, it's massively expensive. Um, uh, that might come back, we'll come back and talk about that in a bit. Um, slightly more recently, um, mid 2018, uh, Fujifilm announced a new camera, the Instax SQ6, mm-hmm. which is their first totally analog camera that shoots their relatively new square format instant film.
0: Is that a, okay. is that the square format they got in trouble with Polaroid with uh, over? It
1: it, it I is. I think it yes, is right. It is because <laughs> yeah, it looks like lot the lot old hush-
0: Polaroid frames.
1: Yeah, I haven't followed that story actually. I hope Polaroid back away from that because I don't think Polaroid is in a position to spend the amount of money it would take to make that stick. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> I,
0: I think Fuji uh, is Fuji is better. Uh, Isn't a better shape in this concern yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. So. So, you know, Instax SQ6, um, as with all Instax products, uh, it's selling like hotcakes. um, And uh, Instax is one of the most popular photography formats in the world today. Um, So what happens when you put those cameras in some sort of, you know, celebrity death match, you know, know, (laughs) what happens when you pit them against each other, you know, and you try and compare and contrast them? I mean, they are wildly different beasties. (laughs) Um, uh, and more importantly, for our show, can one of these photography systems claim to be more the future of photography than the other one? Oh,
0: so which wow. is, is more the future of photography? Episode.
1: Is it is is it the 400 <laughs> megapixel high technology, you know, um, uh, leading edge camera, or is it the uh, cheap and cheerful, lots of fun? analog camera using using imaging technology that is 50 years old at this point maybe in i don't know when fuji instax first came out that was probably the 80s but um going back with polaroid instant film a lot longer than that so how how do you how do you compare these how do you see um that one might be more the future of photography than the other one how should you and i judge this right
0: (laughs) I I think we can probably come come up with a whole ton of criteria and angles to look at this from.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. So so I, I, I've i tried to break this down, okay, mm-hmm. to give us a fighting chance of this. Because, you know, we can't just say one of them is bigger than the other, you know, or <laughs> one of them has more pixels than the other. Because one of them doesn't have any pixels at all. Well, okay? Interestingly so,
0: interesting enough, that is what happens often these days where you, when you go on a forum somewhere and you read about uh, X versus Y. Mac is better than PC. Uh, Nikon's better than Canon. You name it and uh it's often reduced to just like one criterion
1: yes one criterion so i have i have used that so i have a little set here and i'll i'll, I'll talk you through them and then we can we can uh, discuss um the first one, yes. My first criterion to judge these things is number of pixels. <laughs> I put that in a, a little tongue in cheek because yeah, one of them doesn't have any pixels. Well,
0: interestingly enough, I mean today, uh, m- many many di- analog photos end up being pixels. They end up being digitized. So
1: that's very true.
0: That's when very when true. I okay now now let, let me try to 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 unfairly swap out Fuji Instax for. Four by five large format for a minute here. Oh, and okay. When sure. you take one of those negatives and you put it through a really good scanner, let's say of uh, 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 I don't know of uh, one of these Hasselblads, for example, um, it should be easy to get four hundred megapixels or more out of a sheet of those. Now Fuji Instax is smaller; it's not a. It, it's like a, you end up with a positive, so that comparison isn't isn't really fair, but uh when it comes to analog versus the 400 megapixel Hasselblad i think analog in general still has a bit of an edge there
1: oh okay that's a (laughs) that's fighting talk coming out on the side of analog uh, when we include the number of pixels (laughs) that's okay good examples though real real world good examples um the the Fuji Instax, um, I, I actually have a Fuji Instax printer and I know and, and I've looked at the specs of some of the, the others as well. Um, when you print from a, a digital image from your phone or from if you if you have a Fuji camera, actually, you can talk directly to these printers. They tend to print at about 300 DPI. Which tends to, tends to give you, uh, an image, uh, a square image that's roughly equivalent to, uh, one and a half megapixels or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, because it's such, because it is, the, these things are small. You know, the, the image area on a Fuji Instax square is, is about, uh, is it so it's somewhere around 50 millimeters square? no it's a bit more than that it's more like it's more like 60 it's near a 60 nearly 60 because i think i think a a fuji instax mini is almost the same size as a a 645 medium it's
0: bigger and well okay so here here we have it uh on the on the website on fuji's website for the sq6 the instax square well (laughs) the photo not the image area but the photo is 86 by 72 millimeters
1: so yeah, I, I, think, it, okay, I think you're probably so right. It's, it's, it's more, about it's, six by six. It's so like it's, a medium it's form just, a negative, right? It's like it's like an old Hasselblad, isn't it? It's just like a, it's just the, the old film person. Hasselblads shoot a six by six negative, don't they? So yeah. there you go. So so okay. So you say right? Okay. Well, I I think if we're going to be strictly honest i have to disallow your four by five film example <laughs> I'll, I'll take that I'll take that. And, and, I, and i suspect that the uh, especially when you consider the resolving power of the film itself um you'll get much more detail on a Hasselblad i have to i have to concede that i have to concede that so oh, we're going to go straight yeah. from the 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 standard Number of pixels, you know, uh, metric that you see on every web- website around the world. The, ne- the next one is going to take us in a completely different direction because the second criterion I have named societal relevance.
0: Oh, so you're, you're bringing in the soft criteria now.
1: <laughs> Already. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. You yeah, yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? As you said yourself a few minutes ago, um, yeah, it, it's not just about in the real world it's not just about the 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 technology metrics you know how how many frames per second it can shoot yeah, and, right. uh, and how many pixels it's got that's that so so by societal relevance what i mean is you know uh how how big an impact on global culture will it have how how relevant is it to our society in the future Well, I mean,
0: one could make the point that uh, while the Fuji Instax is, of course, in plenty more hands than the Hasselblad, um, so lots more people will actually shoot with that one than with the 400 megapixel Hasselblad. Um, Possibly the photos coming out of the Hasselblad will be seen by more people because they will be used in high-profile advertising, on TV, on magazines, on Um, wherever you advertise Um, but i would then say the the instax definitely has more relevance because it helps form habits it helps get people to make to do um, kind of links to to our last episode the making thing uh, is going to shape a future generation so those who now shoot with an instax might later become photographers or or fondly remember their time with the Instax, whereas I think most people shooting with the Hasselblad do this as a kind of a, a as a professional
1: endeavor. Yes, yes. Although your I, I, your point is well made about the impact of the images coming from the Hasselblad. It's an indirect impact on culture, but right. you're right. A lot of the images that we see will have been shot on these very high end cameras. Um, well even m- less is so that now really than true? it was twenty years ago but the,
0: the question is is that really true because we have also seen photographers be um uh, sh- shoot really high profile advertising with cheap cameras just as a to make a point We've to make a that. point yes
1: and and a lot of the influencers in the imagery influencers these days hang out on instagram don 't they and shoot with their phones and things like that so it is it is it's an interesting i think i think um from my own point of view i i think that the fuji has more relevance in society um do you know uh, and and it works at a number of levels you know, it's it's fun um i mean you and i have talked about this before but are, i very rarely do you see a more fun impact of the images that you take than actually handing somebody an instant film and, and helping them to, yeah, uh, just telling them not to shake it. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, and watching the smiles on their faces as the image appears in front of them. And that works on all generations. Yeah. Whether it's people who remember what these things did in the past or people who've never seen anything other than digital images, you know, that, that works hugely. And as you said, yourself as well, the, the number of uh, the number of cameras you know out there, of course, you know, you're always going to have a, only a very, a small number of unit sales if your unit price is you know sixty thousand us dollars <laughs> yeah but uh the yeah, no, nonetheless um uh, i i don't know i think you can go either way depending on how you, whether you consider the impact of the camera itself or the impact of the images the camera takes but i think in if it's in terms of the cameras if we are re- if we're going head to head on the cameras I, I i think i come down on the side of the instax for this oh clearly clearly <laughs> okay so that that well, what do we? Um, uh, this was not supposed to be. The, these these criteria are not supposed to be in order to give us a draw. But at, at the moment, it's um, <laughs> as as we ponder the future today of the German soccer team in um, the red corner. Ding! <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh it's, it's maybe maybe one each uh, at the moment uh <laughs> if we let the Hasselblad win on pixels. So the third one uh yeah is oh dear, we're, yeah, it's going to go worse for the Hasselblad I think without without too many spoilers. The third one is cost.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Aren't higher numbers better? Haven't we seen that with megapixels? <laughs>
1: ah, good point. So, so, Ma- so You know it.
0: you know there there will be photographers out there who will not shoot a camera unless it's at least such and such, you know.
1: Well, uh, uh, to them, them, I would say that to take the advice of the famous photographer, whose name I always forget, who said, if you want to take more interesting pictures, point your camera at more interesting things. (laughs) Very true. So cost-wise, I think... So, so, yes. So here we go. I'm going to go a little bit geeky on you now. Um, As part of my professional life, um, years ago, I had a business partner who was a professor at the London School of Economics. And he was a professor in the field of decision scientists. And uh, one of the things that he always said was the fundamental property of, of a good decision criterion is that it must have a direction of preference. So, okay. is your direction of preference for cost to go upwards, or is your direction of preference to go downwards? Because that does impact how we assess these things.
0: Oh, my! My preference is clearly to make this as democratic as possible to get cameras in as many people's hands as possible. So,
1: cost must come down. Okay, I agree completely. Yep. Um uh, and so I think it's a pretty clear differentiation maybe by two or three orders of magnitude. <laughs> Actually, how many would it be if you pay if you paid a hundred dollars for let's see fuji film then one order of magnitude would be a thousand two orders of magnitude would be ten thousand so it's at least two orders of magnitude between the Hasselblad, a we're talking about fifty thousand dollars for for the uh, for the really high megapixel count ones you for are the yeah. Hasselblad, this is not one of your yes. entry-level Hasselblads, which you can get for a mere 10 grand you know
0: <laughs> so yeah at least at least two orders of magnitude <laughs>
1: Yes. Okay. All right. So we so so we have a, we have a clear a clear winner on cost. There. And and let, let's be fair to the Hasselblad, you do have to buy film for the Fuji. Um but you can buy a how long lot of film me.
0: until you reach 50,000 <laughs> yeah. for sure.
1: I I think yeah, um uh I think you could even buy quite a lot of large format film before you reach $50,000, but uh, so so I think uh yeah, the in terms of total cost of ownership, um I think the Fuji camera wins
0: and you can afford to
1: give away the photos even and the Fuji and um, yes. uh the, the the issue i always have about giving away uh, the instax photos is not it's not the cost of it because they're not that massively expensive per shot um it's the psychology of but that's my photo it's got to go in my collection <laughs> Mm-hmm. So if I give it to you, I won't have that photo anymore.
0: <laughs> well, Fuji has a solution for that because there is an Instax camera that uh, is digital, so it shoots digitally and then it has a Instax printer built in so you can print the pictures out, give them to someone while keeping them.
1: Yeah, uh, uh yes, um g- good little tool uh, uh that um and of course they they have the the printers, the Instax printers as well, which yeah. I have one of and and that's uh We were talking uh, just a couple of shows ago about Fuji cameras, which I happen to use. Mm. And I always think it's fantastic that I can use just with my Fuji camera and I can pop the little printer in my camera bag and it's only small and it's battery powered. And I can just press the print button. I can view the pictures on the screen on my camera, press the print button, and it pops out of the printer on a, I think it's a Wi-Fi connection. Um, and uh, uh, that's, uh, people love to see that as well. So mm-hmm. that is a way you can you can use the Instax and keep the photo. Um but it's, uh, yes, uh, it always is one. Of, it's a strange moment when you take a really good shot of somebody on an Instax film and, and you have to give it. To them, you know? <laughs> but I like that one. That was actually a good photo. I took it's that. It's a bit, it's a bit it. like giving your baby away, right? <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> how it hurts. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit. Okay. All right. So let's move on then. Um, uh, this might be uh, an easy one as well. Um, criteria, excuse me. Criterion number four is market penetration.
0: Do, what is do, the market do I, do penetration sense, of the
1: Hasselblad do, versus
0: the do, Fuji? Do I sense a little, a, a bit of a bias in choosing the criteria here? Because so far
1: the <laughs> Fuji is pretty far ahead of the. Hasselblad. Well, no, it's only two one. It's only two one to Fuji. So oh, okay, so okay. It's, it's, it's there, I think I, I try. I, I genuinely try to be balanced, although I have a, a Fuji Instax camera. A uh, couple of them, actually. And I don't have a Hasselblad. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> okay, market
0: penetration. Um, I think it goes hand in hand with the cost, right? It, if, it's, if it's cheaper, it will have a bigger penetration for sure. More people will have them.
1: Yes. And whilst we're talking about the future of photography, actually, you know, more units around in, now means more units around in the future as well. And, and it means uh, possibly a stronger and more robust business model. Uh, to to grow from so you know if you had to pick which one would be around in the future and you could only choose one of them would it be the Instax or would it be the Hasselblad it's difficult to tell Hasselblad go through varied economic fortunes don't they uh, over the years I think they they were acquired by somebody else uh, a short while ago And that's changed. I think their financial situations, but looking
0: looking into the future and and comparing like an analog and a digital format is really difficult. It's really difficult because, as you said, they might not be around. um, Which doesn't mean the cameras wouldn't work anymore. But then, uh, for instax film, might not be around. So it's a it's an important question to ask of course the Mm, the whole archiving things comes into that as well so yeah
1: yeah well that's a good set that's a good segue to criteria number five which is longevity of images which i think could genuinely go either way i've uh, i i I know an archivist
0: is that a word archivist the person who, who archives things works for museums and they have of course everything from old stone things with stuff carved into them up to uh, microfilm to digital and all of these different media have their problems when it comes to long 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 longevity um digital you, you have to keep the format you have to keep it in a format that is readable you have to keep it on media that are readable in the future
1: uh, i hear, i hear a lot of horror stories about what's the future of of, of digital images um i don't I, I don't subscribe to some of the doom scenarios because you know it that yes okay if you, in the future technology might not be able to read a jpeg but when jpeg gets replaced it will get replaced slowly and there will be conversion tools and you know as as long as as long as all the computers in the world don't die at once i suspect images that are jpegs now will probably survive for for a very very long time indeed
0: oh I, i'm i'm with you on that um however we are also talking about media um i remember when i when i used to work in the computer industry uh, a client came back with an old support contract um and I we had to dig out old tape-based storage machines to to be able to read their software and it was not easy. So as I think as long as a, there's a good process in place to keep things up to date and to renew stuff, to copy it to different media, to make sure to test that the formats are still uh still usable um I'm not really worried about that uh myself but it is definitely something to to think about i've had i've had old stuff um old recordings and stuff that i did when i worked for the in the music industry and uh, it some of these old formats are not readable anymore because the software doesn't exist anymore
1: mm. yeah mm. okay so 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 if if things become economically not viable to support then mm. yes for for the vast majority of people who are Shooting very standard formats of image, I, I'm reasonably confident. Um, I'm also reasonably confident that an individual Instax image will hang around for a long time. Um, Are you? Uh, I am, um, but you know, it, it. Yeah, I am. I mean, as, as a as a film format. Okay, wh- when
0: you say long time, what do you mean with long time? Well, the, so that's. Are <laughs> we talking
1: twenty years? Are we talking two hundred years? uh so certainly 20 years i think i mean okay, if you 20. put something if you put something in the if you put something in the sunshine it'll fade won't it right so so but if you keep your uh, if you keep your photographs in uh, in a shady area or as many people do in one of the, in one of those cardboard boxes we were talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> just last week. Um, there you go. There's a use for your old Amazon box. You don't need to be a maker. You could just store photos in it.
0: <laughs> uh, and and exactly that would exactly be the kind of box that I would never store photos in because the, you never know what they put in the cardboard. <laughs> uh, it, no.
1: It's, so those are not archive quality. You're right. So, so uh, yeah, I think um, it, it, I think, but again you you you've got to bring up the whole thing about support if you do it properly there's a chance that these things can last a long time isn't there do i think that they'll last hundreds of years um uh no but do i think that there is culturally significant enough stuff being shot on these on these filmats don't know. That's an interesting, wasn't it? If you look at the uh, the Andreas Gersky Polaroids, or if, if I've pronounced that correctly, or the Andy Warhol Polaroids, some of the Warhol stuff must be 40 years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, there, there are two enemies
0: yeah. of, of, of film uh, film photography long, longevity, and that one is um, UV and the other is ozone. So you have the, the light being, <laughs> being a bit of an enemy of photography in the long term and uh just
1: there's, a, there's an irony in there somewhere there is there is <laughs> very much and then
0: you have uh, pollutants in the air that uh, eat away on on the colors and on the contrasts and uh that's that's how for example printer manufacturers test their combinations of inks and papers um for longevity they have they have these chambers that are filled with ozone and they have chambers that are f- uh, full with like very strong uv lights to to simulate uh, faster aging and uh which means yeah as long as you keep that thing in a in a cardboard box somewhere out of away from the light and away from from air
1: um that stuff should last a very long time hmm. it's interesting is that i don't know I, I think properly cared for a digital image and an analog image can both last for a long time
0: i would think so too yeah
1: um left to their own devices I'd probably say the digital one would last longer because the, the, there is such a variety of formats and there's such a, a, a number of tools that convert between oh. formats that I suspect that a good photo will endure for for some while
0: we'll we'll talk again in a hundred years um (laughs) because because one of the things is maybe in the future we will not even think in pixels anymore in megapixels anymore maybe that that'll just go away and be replaced by something else and uh, if you look back at some video from the 80s it's hard to watch because of the low resolution these days so maybe they survive but maybe we won't want to look at them anymore because they are so horribly two dimensional so so old <laughs> good you know point. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah good point good point um all right well there we go so i think i, I think we have a draw in this point i think I have a draw but i i don't know I, I may be inclined to give it to the digital one i don't i don't know the um uh, okay so that that so i've come to my this next one is the last on my list but i'm happy if you would like to add some this one is absolutely <laughs> undeniably biased right this this last criterion is do i make people smile and it depends on the people
0: Depends. Yeah. On the so no. So,
1: so if somebody gave me a 400 megapixel Hasselblad to play with, oh, you I would, would smile. <laughs> I would smile definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would try not to jump around for joy though, for fear of dropping it. But
0: <laughs> but I've but I've seen I've seen uh, photographers hand out a Fuji Instax photo to a worker in a Bhutanese rice field. Uh,
1: and you've seen was. that too. I was there that day. You yeah. were there, <laughs> there
0: that day, and uh, that was genuine happiness that we saw there people workers being in awe of them having that photo in their hand and showing it around and uh that is undeniably going to be a a treasure for them being up on the wall
1: somewhere so yes yes for me me,
0: from an emotional point of view instax clearly wins this one
1: yeah I think so as I say this is unashamedly biased you know I just <laughs> want to drink because that's part of what I'm trying to do here with this whole theme for for this week is to is to challenge the the uh, the perception that actually the future of photography is all about. You know, uh, more more technology and more refinements yeah. to existing technology and bigger numbers and yeah there's it's an, an easy an easy assumption to to run with because that's how a lot of the media runs with it what i wanted to do was just have a bit of a hit the reset button say do you know what it's not just about the technology there are some well-established technologies here that have a massive impact on the world of photography and have an absolute place in the future of photography as well and
0: uh, I'm a hundred percent with you, and uh, thank you for challenging that a bit.
1: <laughs> and you know, if I was to go out and buy a camera, um, it would be much more likely to be the new Fuji than it would be the new Hasselblad. <laughs> Some yeah. of those criteria for me are barriers, you know, barriers to entry. <laughs> mm, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh come on, fifty thousand for a camera? Yeah, mm.
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Why? Why would I? Yeah. Why would I? not buy that with that money if i had it rather than you know uh, pay off all my family's debts and stuff (laughs) like that yeah anyway anyway there we go a little bit of challenge there to the status quo uh, and a little bit of challenge to what the future of photography really looks like
0: awesome so episode 36 of the future of photography in the can and we'll be back in a week from now
1: until then take care take care bye bye